This is How We See It, a look at issues that impact our faith and community. For the next few minutes, we'll explore topics with people who are making a difference in our world. Welcome to another edition of How We See It. I'm John Morris, and it is a new year with new opportunities, a great time to reflect back on what we did in 2022 and where 2023 is going to take us. And God willing, it'll be another great year for both Spirit FM, some of the nonprofits in the community, and of course, our good friends at Catholic Charities right here in the Diocese of St. Petersburg. I want to welcome back to Spirit FM, Lou Ricardo. Lou is uh, in charge of the whole communication and outreach to uh, many serving in the area. And uh, Lou, always good to see you. Thank you, John. Thank you for having us. You know, the end of the year is so busy, starting about October. It seems like there's events going on. You and I really haven't had the chance to talk. We promoted quite heavily the dinner for the celebration of life. You had Father Leo Paddling Hug come, a big event. I heard Bishop Parks talk quite a bit about it. But from your standpoint, how did everything shake out and how was the night? Well, a celebration of life. It was our second year doing a, a whole agency fundraiser. And uh, it was great. It was better than the first one. We raised a record amount of money, over $420,000. We had a record attendance of over 560 people. Father Leo, as you said, who anybody's not seen him, he's a dynamic speaker and he's fun, but he has a a great message. And uh, everybody had a good time. We celebrated life, celebrated the accomplishments on behalf of our clients and heard from some of those clients and some heartwarming testimonials. So it was a wonderful evening. Yeah, if you've never been to this, I would... Strongly encourage you to go. Perfectly candid here. I was out of town when all that was going on, so I did not make it, but I have been to them in the past. And it's really the personal witnesses from the clients and those that have been affected by what's going on in the community and been lifted up by Catholic Charities that really has made a difference in people just latching on and finding out more about what you do at your ministry, Lou. It was a record night. You know, you couldn't have done it without some of your sponsors. Yeah, I mean, we're very blessed. We have individuals, we have families, we have organizations. This year, we had a new outfit, Applied Innovation. They were our, our uh, presenting sponsors. We have Angel Senior Living. They're there every year, oh, yeah, Bobby Bennett yep. and his group. And uh, and Crawford Kerr, his foundation, oh, okay. Trust, stepped up, and we're grateful for them. And then uh, some locals, Christ the King Parishioners, Drew and Susan Pelabay. Oh, yeah, I know them. Yep. So they were also sponsors, and always American Roofing and Sheet Metal Incorporated. We're blessed. Well, well, absolutely. And uh, some of these individuals and companies help you out throughout the year. And if you are a business or an organization that want to find out more about how you can partner with Catholic Charities and help in the community, you can uh, always go to Catholic Charity, ccdosp.org to find out more. You know, Lou, it was a record night, but there, the need never ends, and people can still participate by making a gift. Right. We have lots of ways to do it, but you're absolutely right. Christ tells us, you know, we'll always have the poor, and it's sad, but it's true. Yeah, it's Celebration of Life, you can still give to that, Celebrate Life. Text the word Celebrate Life to 91999, but there are other ways to donate, and we'll get into those going forward. Sure. So looking back on 2022, it was a really a great year. I know that Bishop Gregory Parks has laid out a, you know, nine goals or initiatives that he uh, rolled out a few years back in Courageously Living the Gospel, our diocesan initiative and vision. And part of that was creating housing, both temporary and permanent housing for those less fortunate. Talk about that a little. Yeah, well, we, we've tasked with creating uh, six to eight additional affordable housing locations. This past year, we opened two, Mercy Oaks in Tampa and Las Vilas Apartments in Ruskin. 
So we had the ribbon cuttings for those. People are living in those apartments. But we intend to open Vincent Oaks in Tampa and they'd St. Benedict apartments in Crystal River and Citrus County. But it was also a record-setting year for people that you uh, helped out. Well, unfortunately, yes. Uh, you know, COVID pandemic, the ongoing economic climate, high inflation, uh, you know, a lot of jobs people can't get. It, it's just it's hurting people in the pocketbooks. So we had a record number of clients. We had almost over 18,000 clients. We provided the financial assistance to almost 4,000 families. It's it's sad, but it's grateful that we have the ability to help those people in their need. You know, Roe v. Wade was overturned this past summer, which is going to have a an effect down the road for our shelters, our pregnancy and support shelters. But people here in the Bay Area stepped up. Yeah, and they stepped up financially supporting us and within kind donations as well. We moved our Tampa Pregnancy Center to a larger, more accessible location, and that was very timely because we are seeing more people, and we anticipate even more clients coming through our doors. So the larger, more accessible location will benefit us. Over 8,000 visits to the Pregnancy Center, so the need is great. The need is great, yes. Yeah, and, and you know, not only that, but every, especially now, we're hearing in the evening news about immigration and, and services to those that are seeking asylum and just seeking relief from their native countries and looking to the United States for support. Catholic Charities right here in our own Tampa Bay area has really stepped up. Yeah. I mean, we're a nation built of immigrants. We have folks that want to become citizens. The lawful legal way, we help them out and we do it in a much more cost effective way than they would if they went through an agency or through a lawyer. Sadly, though, the delays are huge. I mean, now what used to take a few months is taking a year. But they're there, and we're helping everybody that we can. Sure. I spoke to Jose Fernandez, uh, who's the director uh, over there and, and that helps out with the immigration. And, and literally, you could see the frustration because he, he wants to do more, but resources are limited, and they, he, they're just being overwhelmed with people looking for assistance. Also, our, we have free medical clinics. Recently, we had opened up our new location at Waimama, but those are growing. The, the only limit to the growth of those places that we can help more people. We need more volunteers. We need more doctors and more funds to hire part of our full-time staff so we could open more days and help more people. The biggest misconception is that because of the Affordable Care Act, everybody has health care. It's not true. There are folks that don't work. They don't have it through their companies, and they don't have enough money to even forward what's available online. So they fall through the cracks, and we're there to help those folks. And many times, it's led to life-saving procedures. Sure. More than 2,000 people I see came to take part in some of those necessities that they need to, to get through the everyday from, could be anything from a, a sprained ankle to something much greater, as you said, life-saving support. Tampa Hope. Tampa Hope was started, I remember going to the ribbon cutting with Mayor Jane Castor, seems like about a year ago, and boy, has it taken off. Yeah, I mean, we now can shelter up to 125 people. The long-term plan is to have 300. Uh, since we opened, we've placed 100, almost 130 people in permanent housing. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. As you know, it's expensive out there, and these folks have limited income, so it makes it difficult. But we're making headway into getting them into housing, and that's the goal. And we're in the middle of a fundraising campaign because it's going to take a lot to build out the campus and create all the, the facilities and infrastructure we need to successfully you know, help up to 300 people at a time 
get to permanent housing. Are you looking to do the same thing that you did at Pinellas Hope with some of those short-term shelters, then you migrate up to permanent? Yes. Uh, this The Tampa Hope's model is Pinellas Hope, which is now just celebrated its 15th anniversary wow. this past December 7th. But yes, we have Hope Cottages. So we have a combination of tents and we have purchased and will purchase more Hope Cottages. Once the infrastructure is developed, the electrical is trenched in and we have everything on site, we will then build those Hope Cottages and there'll be 200 of them. And they have electricity, light, the lockable door, windows, a bed. They're really very nice. And we're talking about over there at Tampa Hope? Yes. Okay. Yeah, same. We have Hope Cottages at Pinellas Hope, but these are different. They're standalone structures, and uh, we're just waiting for the infrastructure before we can deploy them. Is there room for growth over at Tampa Hope? Yeah, we're in a very large uh, facility with a lot of space, so we'll have room to expand up to, to, to 200 tents from the 125 we have now or keep that, and then the 200 shelters, actually. Okay. And then we're going to build a, a big community building. It's going to have... A salon, it's going to have uh, a kitchen, washers, dryers, everything will be in there. We're going to have a separate unit where people can get assistance with case managers, visits to the doctor. We have people come on site to provide medical assistance. So m- more buildings and then the Hope Cottages, and we'll be it'll be like its own little city. We're talking with Lou Ricardo from Catholic Charities about what has taken place in 2022 and what may be in store on the horizon for uh, 2023, the upcoming year. You mentioned Mercy Oaks and La Vista, La Via Apartments and Ruskin. What about the needs for Tampa Hope? I mean, you're always looking for infrastructure needs and monetary donations. A lot of people out there have time to give too. Yeah, you know, when we when we have specific things we need to do, we'll put the call out for volunteers. So, for example, we have to build platforms for the tents. And those go bad over time. So we'll have a call for folks to come in to help us build platforms. We need folks to serve meals. So we've been, you know, very, have meals brought in regularly from other providers. But you know what? It'd be great to have volunteers to serve because it tells the clients there that their lives have dignity. You're important. And we're here to help serve you. So we always look for volunteers to serve meals, even if they can't prepare them. Do you want to make your own meal and bring it? We encourage that as well. Are you still getting good cooperation from the city? The city of Tampa has been incredible, uh, great partners and help us at every turn. They've, they've provided a lot of funding for the operations for the first year and a half. And we continue to, you know, to work with them in partnership. Uh, they have an outreach team that you, works with our outreach team to find people and bring them to the shelter. So it's been a great partnership. We're grateful to them, Mayor Castor and, and all her folks. Does Catholic Charities have, you know, we've talked about a number of different services and ministries here in the first uh, 12 minutes of this conversation. Do you have a checklist of or a wish list, like a Christmas list? What's number one on your list? What's number two? Are they in that kind of order? Or, you know, some people have a heart for certain things, like some have a have a heart to uh, serve the needy. Some have a heart to serve for pregnancy and, and parental support services. How do you all differentiate and how do you divvy up the funds and how do you appropriate people to those? No, I mean, that's right. Every program has its own needs, and, and folks have their own lane, I like to think. They have affinity for something. If I had to put one first, if you're a medical professional out there, we need doctors, volunteer doctors, uh, nurse practitioners, physician assistants. The more we have, the more we can open up those shelters and help even more people. That, what, about, what about medical students? 
Well, we do. And, and that's where we get a lot of the assistance. Medical students come and they volunteer. They provide medical assistance to us both at Pinellas Hope, at Tampa Hope, and they do help at uh, our medical clinics. But we just need more right. so we can open more days, longer hours, and see more people. Uh, we're just scratching the surface of the folks that go without medical uh, yeah. health insurance. Yeah. I want to go back to that immigration services. A lot of that has to do with legal parameters. Have you ever tapped into like Stetson University or maybe some of the law schools around to see if there's students that could volunteer to maybe get service hours? You know, that's a good point. I don't think we've done that. We do use some other uh, third-party organizations that do have legal assistance. We tap into that, but that's certainly something, you know, worth exploring. And I, I know it's hard for students, you know, for a law student or a medical student, those are full-time jobs just studying itself. And many of them also have other jobs to help support and pay for their college tuition. So I get that, that it might be difficult there. What's a big need for like the pregnancy centers? The biggest thing for the pregnancy centers are staffings. You know, most people want to give money, they want to donate, and they want their money to go directly to services to support the clients. And that's understandable. But you need folks, people, who can then provide those services, deliver the assistance. And that takes money as well. So we really need help funding to add more staff, uh-huh. ultrasound technicians, other personnel, case managers to help the folks we're dealing with. In addition to funding, we have a mobile medical bus okay. that St. Timothy's Knights donated and, and and has repairs, right? And we need money to help repair the bus. Or a good mechanic to donate his time to fix it. <laughs> a- absolutely. <laughs> there you go. When I was up in, I think it was Citrus County this past year, I talked with one of the coordinators of one of the pregnancy centers up there, and they had a charity golf tournament. And I know we have talked about golf tournaments down here to help fund Catholic charities. Are you involved still with that kind of thing? You know, we are going to be partnering with Tampa Palms Golf and Country Club. They had to delay the initial program, but we're going to do a fundraiser with them sometime in the spring where we're going to invite people, we'll get the word out, and money, and they'll donate part of the proceeds to, to Tampa Hope. We're also partnering with another group led by uh, the owners of Burn Steakhouse. Okay. They're part of this this group that's putting on another golf fundraiser that's going to be up in Avila. And so we'll have two of those. They'll help, and the funds will help the clients at Tampa Hope. So okay. we haven't put one on ourselves. It takes a lot of volunteers. But if somebody out there is a member of a golf course and you have a lot of people that want to volunteer to provide the labor, we're willing to you know partner with you. you know, one other thing, we're teaming up with the Valspar Championship at Ennisbrook. And we're going to be getting out the word out about a program we're going to have where you can guess the number of birdies the PGA golfers will make. Uh, you can donate money, make some guesses. You have a chance to win four airline tickets. And in, and we'll get word out on social media on our website to folks and how you can participate. It'll be a great way to raise money for Catholic charities, have a little fun if you're a golfer. And the best thing is the PGA kicks in 15% match. So if we get $10,000, They'll give us $1,500. Outstanding. I know that uh, so many groups, and I know the Knights of Columbus, especially those in Pinellas County, really gave their all to help out Pinellas Hope with some of the casitas and so forth. But, you know, people come and go. I mean, sometimes they volunteer for a couple of years and they move on. Um, You know, uh, they, they find something else going on. But sometimes they leave because they passed away. And we need people, you need people, to step in the void and, and answer that call that, that maybe God's put on their heart. You lost some special people this year. Yeah, we did. The lifeblood of Catholic Charities is our supporters, people who donate money, in-kind items, uh, that advocate for us, they volunteer, 
and, and our partners, agencies and other organizations to partner with us. But we did lost two dear people to Catholic Charities. Uh, one was Louis Grilly, uh, near and dear to me personally. My family knew him. My daughter sang with him. And he was a joyful person who loved to sing. He was a cantor at his, his church. And he had a heart for the homeless at Pinellas Hope. So Louis had a beautiful life, and he was well into his 80s, but we miss him, and he's joined the Lord in an eternal life. And we also just recently lost another great supporter, Cy Sperlino of the Sperlino Foundation. Cy and Joanne have been incredible supporters of Catholic Charities, our medical clinics, and Tampa Hope and Pinellas Hope. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, Cy was a great man, a gentle man, a very kind man, and, and his loss uh, will be great for the community and obviously his family. Any big plans on the horizon for 2023? I know Maggie Rogers, who's the executive director of Catholic Charities, always has something up her sleeve. Uh, do you, can you give away any secrets? Well, Maggie, still, I mean, she is aggressively looking at new new housing locations. Even though that you know we're coming close to achieving what the bishop had asked us to do through Courage Living the Gospel, we're not going to stop there. It's a need, and we need to continue to pursue that. So she's looking at those. We'll have, I think, more on that front. That's probably the, the biggest area. And we just opened up mental health counseling again. And we just received funding to expand that to all five counties of the diocese. So we're looking forward to helping people because that's a, a big issue in today's society, mental health. One thing that we didn't cover, but Spirit of Him has been a part of the last couple of years, is Easter baskets of plenty. I don't know if you guys are going to do that again this year. I know last year we gave out over six, 700 baskets, something like that. It's yep. grown every year. And can you let us know if you're going to be doing it this year? We're absolutely going to be doing it, and we are grateful for Spirit FM and John, you, you, you as well, your support. But it's a wonderful program for kids again, low income. They don't get to celebrate. They don't get a lot of stuff. And we bring, you know, we always start it with the Lord, and, and Easter is about Him. But we like to give those kids the extra fun that comes with sure. Easter eggs and baskets and the, and the Easter bunny, et cetera. So that brings that that joy to them, that part of it as well. Plenty of supplies to be handed out to the kids. I know we helped out the San Jose Mission, and then it expanded a little bit uh, last year to a couple of other areas. So maybe there's uh, room for future expansion as this continues to grow in Catholic Charities through the generosity of so many people can continue that outreach, not only in the Dover area, but maybe even well beyond Hillsborough County down the road. So looking forward to that. Lou Ricardo, it's always a pleasure to have you in. I'm looking forward to talking with you more about many of the things that you've got coming up in the new year. And John, again, just thank all our supporters. We truly appreciate it. Lou, finally, uh, one last time, what's the website and where can they text to give? Thank you, John. So our website is ccdosp.org forward slash donate, or simply text the word mercy to the number 91999. Mercy to 91999. Lou Ricardo of Catholic Charities has been our guest today. That's how we see it. Thanks for listening to today's program. This presentation and others like it are made possible by supporters like you. If you'd like a copy of today's program, make comments or suggestions, and to help us keep this important programming on the air, visit myspiritfm.com slash how we see it.